What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel with NFL insider John McMullen, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Look at the scroll below, statesidevodka.com. Use the promo code POSTGAME for $5 off the Stateside Vodka one-liter bottle. You also can pick up at the distillery or get delivery in Pennsylvania only. Stateside Vodka proudly brings you football 24-7 with NFL insider uh, John McMullen. The Eagles went back to work today, uh, John. Full day. I guess this is the pivotal day. This is the first day uh, after you rinse yourself of uh, the previous week, win or loss. So before I clutter the conversation, uh, let me give you the uh, platform to at least bring all of us into uh, the start of practice and what was some of the talk, buzz, and um, details that uh, you can share with the viewers. Yeah, you're right. Short of that pivot point uh, from looking, uh, you stop looking back at, at week one and what was a really impressive performance, obviously, against the Atlanta Falcons. Start looking forward to week two in the San Francisco 49ers. And you got a strong sense. Nick Sirianni obviously spoke today. Jalen Hurts, uh, the two highlights. Uh, it was pretty clear that they know this is going to be a better uh, opponent, a more difficult opponent. And, you know, that's the NFL. The, uh, you're not going to have routes every week, and I think the Eagles kind of understand. Um, it's time to look forward, as I said. Uh, very impressive uh, opening regular season performance, but um, always a, always the next test. It, and Nick Sirianni called it round one. Got to go to round two. Even if you dominate round one, doesn't mean much if you get knocked out in round two. So goal is to keep it going. Me the the uh, mentality then, John, I assume from that is Sunday's win in Atlanta – is yesterday's news. 
Just a on, mark on, on, just a mark on the scoreboard. San Francisco. You're not in San Francisco. So the famous on to Cincinnati, Bill Belichick said back in the day. Um, no, it's all about the San Francisco 49ers now. Kyle Shanahan, that rushing attack. Two quarterbacks now you got to deal with. How much are they going to use Trey Lance? Debo Samuel, great playmaker on offense. Brandon Ayuk, who's sort of having some problems out there, evidently, with the head coach. But he's a really talented receiver. He was one of those guys who were right around uh, where the Eagles selected. Jalen Rager, Minnesota selected. Justin Jefferson, then the 49ers selected Brandon Ayuk. So former first-round pick, really talented guy, having some troubles at least early with a hamstring injury, but he's supposed to be ramped up. Uh, but they lost Raheem Mostert, their top running back. They lost their top cornerback, Justin Barrett, in, in week one. So that was difficult for them. Um, and and Kyle Shanahan, that's first and foremost. So we didn't get to talk to Kyle Shanahan. Unfortunately, the NFL has this new policy, which is a bad one, uh, where it's optional for opposing head coaches to have their conference call with the media uh, in the city that they're facing. Kyle Shanahan declined. Everybody's going to decline. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible policy by the NFL. Hopefully they realize that sooner rather than later because the floodgates are open when it comes Did to Did Nick that. Sirianni decline the Atlanta media going into the game last <clears throat> week? Do you know? I don't know. I do not believe so. Um, I would have heard about it, so I'm not 100%, but nobody mentioned it. Um, I think it was interesting. Urban Meyer, I think, was the first who declined to speak. Um, I think they're playing Denver, declined to speak to their media. And then it came to the forefront when he did it. All of a sudden, Kyle Shanahan does it. Wouldn't be surprising if Nick Sirianni did it this week, but I haven't heard yet from anybody from the 49ers side. San Francisco 49ers are not in San Francisco right now. Johnny Mac, after their opening week win uh, in Detroit, they went back to their uh, back to Virginia uh, where they're practicing in Virginia before coming north uh, up to the link uh, here in Philadelphia. So they go back to work. Just a curiosity question, and it's probably more of an opinion from you than fact. Um, I don't know how much that really factors into the game at all. I guess if they were going back to the coast and then having to travel forward, it would, which explains the reason why they don't do that. But what do you say about that? Yeah. I mean, there's this old sort of, and it might even be a wives tale. These are called body clock games for West coast teams. And when they have to come East and, and play in the one o'clock window, if you think about it, it's 10 o'clock for them. Um, and it's tough to get used to it. Some people, it's funny though. I mean, Seattle travels more than anybody else. When they were really good going to Super Bowls, it didn't affect them. It doesn't affect good teams. It only affects bad teams. Funny how that works. Um, but they're not the first team. The Eagles went west, uh, if you remember. They had they played, they stayed in Los Angeles. They they practiced in Anaheim. Uh, they had two straight games on the West Coast. They didn't come back east. Same type of mentality. So teams do do this all the time. 
obviously they went to Detroit. Uh, they didn't want to go back, so they're going to stay on the East Coast. So it probably helps them a little bit to get used to, obviously, the time change. Um, but if you're good, you're good, and it doesn't matter. And you know how NFL teams are, Krause. I mean, they, they think everything is a big deal. Let's get everybody up to speed. Johnny Mack, as we said, and you referenced already, uh, back to work, um, adjustments, planning, preparation. Last night on Football 24-7, um, you addressed uh, what the Eagles would do, their number one priority for the Eagles if they were going to attack and stop the 49er offense. Uh, let's ask the same question. What's the 49ers' number one priority uh, coming into this game uh, against attacking the Eagles' offense? Um, I, I, I would think that they want to put pressure on a young quarterback. That's typically what you want to do. And you have to be a little bit more disciplined uh, when you have a quarterback that can get out of the pocket and run. You have to make sure you're very uh, disciplined in your rush lanes. Uh, Nick Bosa is one of the best edge players in this league. Uh, he's going to be a, a big, big test for Jordan Mailata. Um, Eric Armstead is not off to the best start, but he's a good player. Javon Kinlaw, D Ford, they have a very good defensive line. So it's going to be strength versus strength with, with, with sort of the Eagles offensive line against their defensive line. Um, and and then you you start to say okay who do you who do you want to take away I I don't think the Eagles are established from that standpoint yet in, in other words um, you know if you're facing uh, San Francisco y you probably want to take away their rushing attack first and and then maybe Debo Samuel who's who's kind of proven but understand other than the tight ends bunch of young playmakers. Um, Devontae Smith, obviously a rookie, two second-year receivers. Um, Miles Sanders, you know, 800 yards rushing uh, over both of his two seasons. Not spectacular. So I, I don't think the Eagles have an identity yet from an offensive perspective. And as they get going, if they continue to play well, they'll start to get that identity. Identity, so maybe that's an advantage for him early in the season, and that's what Nick Sirianni's been talking about. So, what will they do, John? I mean, just to to understand that the the main ingredient will be to get pressure and force Jalen into what making bad well, decisions. They want to they want to they want to force Jalen Hurts to throw the football, and they want to force him to throw the football. In third and long. I mean, that's you want to do that to everybody, but you 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 want to make sure that he's got to stand in the pocket and throw the football uh, past the sticks. You you want to stop the bubble screens. You want to stop the easy completions that the Eagles were so successful with uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. You want them. You want to force them to throw the football down the field and really in the intermediate zones because he hasn't proven that he can do that yet. And until he does, I think that's what teams will try to force him to do. So you want to keep him in the pocket and you want him, you want to force him to throw the football down the field. 
if you hold Jalen Hurts in the pocket, Johnny Mack, essentially what are you doing to him? Are you taking away one of his skill sets that is affecting his ability to execute? Is he a better executor on the move? Yeah, no question. I mean, we, we had Barrett Brooks on Birds 365, and a lot of times the Eagles would, would you know, cut the field in half for him, as he explained. So you you roll him out. You, you make it easier for him to read the defense. Uh, instead of the whole field, it's just half the field. You generally have high, low reads. Uh, with the quick, again, I mentioned the quick bubble screens, that's just bang and go. You just throw the football. Um, so a lot of run, one read stuff. If you're the defense and you're going to see this in coming weeks, you're going to try to take away that first read. And how does he adjust to that? If he can't throw the football, if that first read is not there, how does how does that affect Jalen Hurts? I think that's going to be the adjustment made not only by the 49ers, but uh, many defenses coming up unless he proves he can handle it. And then the adjustments keep going and rolling and rolling and rolling. I know one of the nitpicks, one of those small little nitpicks out of the uh, that surfaced out of the, out of game one in Atlanta uh, was that a majority uh, of the passes attempted by Jalen Hurts uh, were short. Um, and so, so that's the body of work. Now I wonder how much you take from that if you're the 49ers. The only reason I'm asking, I'm, I want to feel really, really good about going into Sunday. I'm going to anyway, and I'm just trying to figure out what they're, how the 49ers are coming in to defend this offensive unit. Other than the fact that they're young, other than the fact that they don't have the identity, what's the reality when the rubber meets the road Sunday? Well, if you continue to throw everything short, and this is what I talked about yesterday with Nick Sirianni, and I thought it was very positive that he verbalized he, he can't keep doing the same thing. If you keep doing the same thing, people are going to see, okay, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside's on the field. They're going to run a bubble screen. Um, they're going to jump the route, and, uh, you know, it's going not, it, not going to be effective any longer. Um, so Nick Sirianni realizes that at some point he's got to put on film, you're willing to fake that bubble screen. Maybe somebody goes down the field, um, and you hit a play that way. And all of a sudden you have that on film. And then the defense is like, well, we got to play it a little more cautious because it's not going to be bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen. So these are, these are the interesting things that are going to be happening over the next, not only Sunday, but over the next coming weeks, the adjustments towards Nick Sirianni and how he adjusts back. That's what this league is about. Chip Kelly, if you remember in 2013, set the world on fire in the first half against Washington. Um, you probably remember that game. The Redskins were, and I can say that because they were still the Redskins at the time, Um they were faking injuries. The tempo was just too much for him. But I think, people Al, kind of, I think Al Michaels was exhausted in the box. In that yeah. But people forget the second half. Washington almost came back and won the game. They had they adjusted that quickly. Um and and that ultimately was Chip Kelly's demise. He just never he had 
sort of he he sort of was a one trick pony. Everything was based off his tempo, and when teams adjusted, he couldn't adjust back. There's going to be adjustments. The Eagles are have sixty minutes of football on on film now. There's going to be adjustments to what they did. Nick Sirianni has to adjust back. The positive sign is he's already verbalized it. He already understands it. He already needs, already knows it needs to be done to have further success and more success and keep having success. So that part to me is a is a, is a positive. This is Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Eagles go back to work, presented proudly by Stateside Vodka. As the scroll across the bottom of the screen will tell you, uh, use the phrase or the keyword postgame, save $5 by going to statesidevodka.com. And just for clarity, uh, if you don't live in Pennsylvania, you can still get the $5 bottle off. You just can't pick it up at the distillery or have it delivered to your uh, doorstep. Stateside Vodka, proud sponsor across the Jacob Media YouTube channel uh, and with us through this the entire football season. As we move into week number two, Johnny Mack, you mentioned um, that Jalen Hurts spoke. I want to ask you about that uh, today. But first, um, I think we may have touched on it yesterday, but give me, I guess, what is the first participation report for week two? Uh, yeah, we're back to uh, – it's interesting. <laughs> we're we're back to uh, almost the the – training camp philosophy of the Eagles. Big maintenance day today. A lot of veteran players uh, resting or limited or did not practice. So the guys who didn't practice, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is out with an ankle injury. Um, Brandon Brooks was uh, rested, but he's also got that knee injury. So they're going to try to maintenance him. And I think this is going to be sort of a full year thing where they're just going to make him very limited during the week. He'll ramp up on Friday to try to play over the weekend. Uh, Marcus Epps uh, positive. He, he was out there with his helmet uh, stretching. Uh, so he's making his way through the concussion protocol. I would say that's a, a good indication. He's going to be able to play, but he's still in the protocol. Uh, Zach Ertz was another one. He, he obviously hurt his hamstring, but he was also resting as a veteran player. Uh, Eagles are going to try to maintenance him and get him ready for Sunday. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan didn't practice either. That was a personal matter. And then the limited guys uh, who didn't essentially take place in team drills because they were resting, and that's Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, um, Miles Sanders, uh, Darius Slay, uh, all of those guys uh, limited and and just for rest and maintenance purposes. Now, Miles does have a bit of an ankle injury, but again, he's expected to play. And then the, the one notable is still Rodney McLeod, still got the brace on, still limited. Uh, as he returns from the ACL. So he's the one to keep an eye on. And then the biggest news, probably Landon Dickerson was back as a full participant, uh, and he was playing right guard for Brandon Brooks. Uh, So it's a good chance that he's going to make his NFL debut. 
Sunday against the 49ers, and Davion Taylor uh, was also a full participant. So he should be on track to return against the 49ers. I don't want to question uh, head coach Nick Sirianni because I'm not. Week two. Got to rest up. I'm not the one to be in a position to question head coach Nick Sirianni, but I do find it somewhat curious. But I guess if effective, Johnny Mack, that's okay. I mean, you know, veteran players can get up to speed, I would imagine, uh, a lot quicker. They can do a lot more work in the room. uh, And whether or not Fletcher Cox practices today or not, he's going to show up on Sunday against the 49ers. Yeah, that's how the Eagles feel about it. And obviously, this is going to be a year-long thing. And again, it it doesn't bother me all that much with, as you mentioned, the Fletcher Coxes of the world, the Brandon Grahams, Kelsey's Lane Johnson. It's not that big of a deal. Um, But it it is strange. It is strange to see. It's sort of a new era of the NFL. And it's, it's about the game. It's about game day. Flip to the other side of the ball. I do want to come back and ask you about J- uh, Jalen Hurts speaking to uh, the media, but flip to the other side of uh, the ball for a moment. Johnny Mack here on Football uh, 24-7. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, uh, the starting quarterback, the one-two punch. I don't know how often they'll use uh, Trey Lance uh, in, uh, you know, in that offense. And then, um, Nate Sutfeld uh, is on the roster. So, um, and then I think there was another signing earlier today of uh, a former player who didn't get too deep into camp or didn't get too deep uh, with this team. Uh, but the 49ers certainly have the ability to maybe pick a brain or two. I don't know if it means anything. I don't even know if that stuff means anything or anymore or not, but they signed a former Eagle to their practice squad today. Yeah. Carry on Johnson. Um, who was here over the summer uh, running back. I mean, look, uh, Nick Sirianni talked about it today. Sometimes in those instances, they don't know the game plan. He hasn't been here for a couple weeks, obviously. And uh, sometimes they give you too much information. And he says it could be a detriment because you're given everything you've installed. And look, you're, you're really focusing in on a game plan for the 49ers. So I think it's a little bit overblown. Somebody like Nate Sudfeld, uh, he's got Doug Peterson's playbook. So I don't think that's relevant uh, any longer. Um, But he's out there. They got five former Eagles on the practice squad. Jordan Matthews is out there. Nate Gary is out there. Um, River Craycraft, if people remember him, he's out there. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it means all that much. Now, maybe you bring in a quarterback, maybe that could help you a little bit. Uh, but I, I don't think carry on Johnson's going to turn anything positively or negatively for either team. Also on offense for the 49ers, I'm curious to, uh, your thoughts about what Shanahan will do. He won't deviate away from his game plan, which means the Eagles will have to, as you said yesterday, uh, Johnny Max, stop the run. They have to defend first. Um, is the body of work that we know of, one half in Atlanta, enough to say that they're going to be able to do that? I don't know. 
Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, Joe. It it you know, this San Francisco team is interesting to me and as as a whole because they they have a lot of talented players. I start obviously with with Dink Bosa on the defensive side of the football. Um Trent Williams is probably still the best left tackle in football. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, they have a really good offensive line. They now have Alex Mack at center, uh, who's a veteran. Debo Samuel, I think, is a really, really difficult player to match up with. Um, I mentioned Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle, I haven't even met. That's the best tight end in football. Um, just unbelievable two-way tight end. Um, I don't like the quarterback. I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's got a lot of limitations. Um, I think they want to get to Trey Lance as soon as possible. A lot of people have made that comparison. I've made the comparison. If you think about the 49ers with Alex Smith, when when Jim Harbaugh was there um, and Colin Kaepernick slowly took over when Colin was still at the height of his um, – athleticism uh, all of a sudden they went to the Super Bowl Alex Smith was a nice game manager he would win games they were a good football team but they were limited um, same thing I see now with Jimmy Garoppolo he can game manage they could win a lot of football games but there's a ceiling there they can't get to where they want to get so they got to get Trey Lance on the field he threw one pass last week. When does it start? I don't know when it starts. It's going to happen before the end of this season. But I think the Eagles will probably see him a little bit more than last week. Um, and he could create some headaches or he could be a disaster as a rookie player. I mean, bottom line. But he's got a lot of talent. Um, I, I if I'm the Eagles, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't scare me. I want him on the field. I don't want Trey Lance on the field because Trey Lance brings a lot to what you saw like Jalen Hurts brought to the Eagles, the dual threat capability, the ability to, to break out, uh, to run the football, to get out of the pocket. A lot of those same things that Jalen Hurts brought to the Eagles offense, that's what, Jimmy, uh, that's what Trey Lance could bring to the 49ers offense. And that would make them more difficult if you can play mistake-free football like Jalen Hurts did for the Eagles. But that's a big if. If you was if the offense establishes the run enough, and Garoppolo is has that protected pocket, he can and he has done. He can do some damage. He can beat this football team. Oh yeah, I mean he he's he's won a lot of games with yes, the 49ers. Um they they made a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback. But I'll also take you back to the playoffs that year in the divisional round. Uh they were playing Minnesota. He threw an ugly ugly interception to Eric Kendricks. And from that point forward, Kyle Shanahan shut it down. And he didn't want to shut it down because he likes to throw the football. You saw him in Atlanta. That's all he did. He didn't want to. He ran over Minnesota with the running game. He's in the NFC championship game. People forget they threw the football eight times against Green Bay and they destroyed them by just running the football. 
They destroyed them. They went into the Super Bowl, heavy underdog to the Chiefs. They outplayed the Chiefs for three quarters, running the football, controlling the football, almost old school football. But then Patrick Mahomes finally got hot. He had back-to-back touchdowns. And at that point, they were behind, and it was over because the quarterback can't make plays. The quarterback can game manage, but he can't make plays. So they can they can beat you, but they're going to have to beat you with the running game and mistake-free football and not explosive offense, and that's the problem. Kyle Shanahan wants that explosive part to his offense that he once had in Atlanta. To get that back, he's got to get Trey Lance on the field. It's not going to happen this week, but it's going to happen at some point this season. Good stuff from John McMullen, Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented every night by Stateside Vodka. Save $5 uh, off of a Stateside Vodka one-liter bottle. Go to statesidevodka.com. Use the code POSTGAME. Uh, Glad to have Stateside Vodka aboard uh, for the full run uh, of our football coverage across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, uh, leading right into our live uh, post-game show. Uh, Johnny Mac, talk about Jalen Hurts. You did, uh, he did talk today. Um, I didn't hear it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere on social media. Uh, but talk about uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, what he had to say, um, other than some of the normal, even um, – resting heart approach to <laughs> to his day yeah uh, i mean that's interesting to say today the resting pulse was really resting today i mean jalen is not typically a guy that is going to say anything that raises an eyebrow he's very uh pr savvy um he understands uh you know you don't want to give the old adage of bulletin board material so i mean he was as white milk as uh, (laughs) milk toast as you can be today i mean he gave us nothing other than you know tobiko ryan's the ex-eagle um is now the defense coordinator in san francisco as robert sala obviously left to become the head coach of the jets um he did mention that his godfather uh, used to work for the Houston Texans. Obviously, D'Amico started in Houston. Uh, the Texans drafted him. Uh, he mentioned he played. He watched him play growing up. Uh, he would always go to practices uh, to watch the Texans. Um, and uh, got really excited when he got to talk to any of the players as a kid. Um, but he doesn't really know D'Amico personally. He doesn't even know if D'Amico remembers him uh, you know, being at practice as a young kid. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jalen is just, again, you, you could not tell, and this to me is, is one of the positives of Jalen Hurts. You could not tell that they won 32 to six or they lost 32 to six, uh, in week one against Atlanta. And that's a good thing. I mean, he never gets too up, never gets too down, and that's the way you have to be. I tried to ask him if if he tries to, you know, how how does he translate his ability to do that to the other players? 
Uh, but he just wasn't in the mood to answer many things today. So I just got sort of the, the run around and, you know, the, the turn the page kind of stuff. It's time to look forward 24 hour rule, all the, all the standard cliches. I, because not everybody's like Jalen Hurts. So I wanted to get into it. Does he have to help other players get in that mode? Because, you know, he always talks about Nick Nick Saban and the rat poison. And as I mentioned on the show, people hear rat poison, they think negative. They they think you go on social media, you hear all the criticism, it makes you feel bad. But Jalen has always pointed out it's also the positive because now everybody's patting the Eagles on the back. Now Jalen Hurts' jersey is five up 500%. Now people are saying, oh, Jalen Hurts is great. Jalen Hurts is great. Everybody's great. Devontae Smith. That could affect people in a negative way as well. That's what he was trying to get across. Um, and he's right. And he's he's very uh, uh, mature for a 23-year-old, uh, essentially kid. You know, in the live postgame show on Sunday following the game, Lane Johnson, of course, joins Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, and Devin Caney right here on the Jacob Media uh, YouTube channel, also on 6abc.com. And actually, the question was posed to Lane uh, about Jalen Hurts in terms of how he handles the huddle in real time. And John... To, to your word and to your observation, um, told in a different way, but the meaning the same, Lane Johnson said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's been in that huddle with a lot of quarterbacks, uh, you, you know, but and he said it in a good way, you, you know, um, a very calm way in terms of the way he handles himself. Yeah, he is. He's just, it, it, you don't see it very often. I always say with Jalen Hurts, Typically, when you get a young – and Trey Lance is probably a perfect example of this. We know Trey Lance has the physical ability to be a big-time starting quarterback in the NFL. We don't know the other things. We don't know how he handles um, uh, pressure. Uh, we don't know how he handles teammates, how he deals with teammates. Is he a leader? Um, can he be calm under pressure? All these intangible things we don't know about Trey Lance. We know he's got the physical ability to succeed. With Jalen Hurts, it's almost turned on its head. It's almost a 180. You don't worry about the intangibles. You just worry, can he throw the football consistently down the football field with accuracy? That's really your only concern. It really is. I'm going in the war. I'm going in the war with Jalen Hurts based on some of those intangibles because sometimes at the at the toughest moment in the game, one of those intangibles may be the difference maker. Who knows? Um, football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen, our producer Xander Krause, reminds me that also by going to stateside.com, uh, you also get a complimentary free rocks glass. So that worth the trip as well. Uh, go to statesidevodka.com. Uh, last reminder, where will you be on Friday night at 7? I hope the answer is right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel as we give away 
a pair of season tickets for the 2021 season. And you'll be at the link on Sunday as part of that great crowd. And where will you be tomorrow night, Johnny Mac, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m.? We'll be at Screwballs and King of Prussia with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, and Devin Caney doing a countdown to kickoff show, an Eagles pregame show live tomorrow night. And for all of our subscribers in the Philadelphia region, if you want to go to Vegas, you want a chance to go to Las Vegas. And I, John, I think that game's October 24th, right? Um, I think it is. Um, I don't have the schedule in is front of me, is, but yeah, Mr. that's about that's about right. Uh, the Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas game is October 24th. So if you want a chance, and the odds are good, get the screwballs in King of Prussia tomorrow night. On behalf of John McMullen. Xander Krause and all of our viewers who like, share, and continue to subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.